morning, good morning. Let's see if this thing works out here. Good morning, good morning. Uh, yeah, good morning. Everybody can say good morning a couple of extra times, I guess. Um, today is Father's Day. I got a couple announcements for us. Uh, the first one is next week I will be here, but I will not be preaching. Amy will be preaching. She's going to be preaching on 1 Corinthians 13. Love. The thing I know we preached on a couple weeks ago. Um, the reason I'm, uh, she just f- felt the Spirit's calling her to preach about love again. And so I think that's always a good idea. I'm going to be preaching on the same passage later that day. The reason I'm not going to be preaching in the morning is because I'm going to be officiating Dan and, Dan and Kim's wedding down in uh, South County. So, um, any other announcements? Next week, we're going to be saying goodbye in sorts, celebrating Rob. Um, I will say, and we'll start celebrating him now, you learn things about each other in the trenches. And um, I got hired, and then pandemic hit, and we leaned heavily upon his knowledge of Zoom and everything young. And uh, I'm going to miss you, bro. And I'm going to start saying that now. And but it doesn't mean he's passing away. We're just transitioning from the two part-time positions of children's minister directory and youth ministry directory to a family ministry. We're going to be looking for a full-time. And uh, we felt it, as a session, it fit with our vision and where we're headed. And Anywho, um, anything else? Oh, yeah, I'm holding this stupid fish thing for a reason. Um, I want to make sure Ian gets entered in. Is everybody okay if I give Ian two tickets? <laughs> well, I'll give you another. I want to give you two, and I'm glad you're here. I'm going to draw this raffle before we uh, begin our worship service, because that's theologically better. Uh, and but just so you know what's in this care package there's a couple of dad's root beers there's a um, there's a free chargers hat because we uh, we rent our parking lot to the chargers okay okay um, I'll get sh- I'll make sure they get one actually I'll make sure they get two what are you talking about I know Michael already has one but I'll give him another one too. What do you think of that? Um, Sam doesn't have one. I'm going to give Dick two. The Cornell's got one. I've got one. I, I knew the choir. I, it was, I was saying this to somebody because let's keep this. No, no. Hand me that. Hand me that. Hand me that. Otherwise, nobody will get one. What? I gave everybody wrong tickets, I think. Okay, we'll pray about that. Oh, and there's something else. I'm preaching on the, a prodigal God. Tim Keller wrote a book on this parable. I'm preaching on the, the it's called the prodigal son, but I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but Tim Keller wrote a book on this called The Prodigal God. And um, it changed how I saw and how I read this parable. Um, so they get a copy of that. I'm going to draw this. Actually, I'm not going to draw this. Somebody else is going to draw this. Steve, did you get a ticket? Okay. How about you? Okay. Pick out the winner. Do you have a drummer? 
Uh, just drum roll on your lap. And if we did this right, somebody has a ticket that has the last three numbers of 193. I don't. 193. All right. Maybe they were raptured. You got to pick out another one. This is going to be funny. How many of these are we going to pick? Okay. Maybe somebody has 193 and they just don't want, like rupee. Edwin, why are you you're causing me my heart to palpitate? Why don't we stand up and greet one another? Edwin wins. Ed Rath. Everybody stand up and greet one another with the... All right, all right. As we kick off. Our worship service is June 18th, 2023. Please stand with me if you're able. And I'll call us to worship with the lectionary text of Psalm 116. And I'll be reading from the Passion Translation. I am passionately in love with God because he listens to me. He hears my prayers and he answers them. As long as I live, I'll keep praying to him. For he stoops down to listen to my heart's cry. So now, what can I ever give back to God to repay him for the blessings he has poured out on me? I will lift up his cup of salvation and praise him extravagantly for all that he's done for me. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, singing, this is my father's world.
see the work of your hands. Galaxies spinning a heavenly dance, oh God, all that you are so hear the sound of your voice all at once a gentle and thundering noise oh god all that you are so overwhelming i delight myself in you overwhelmed because of beauty i'm your cross forgiven and free forever you'll be my God all that you are so overwhelming I delight myself in you in the glory of your presence I'm overwhelmed I'm overwhelmed by
just fall short I've got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often
Grab your mic, Stevie. Hey, uh, why don't you all join me in a real quick prayer? Let's say, Happy Father's Day, Heavenly Father. One, two, three. Happy Father's Day, Heavenly Father. We've talked before about how uh, God's a father to us and how he sent Jesus to be a, uh, like a big brother and even a friend. I was thinking recently, though, that, uh, you know, could we be a friend to God? That uh, seems maybe hard to do, or we could certainly think of ways to be a bad friend. But let's think of ways to be a good friend to God. Um, and it reminded me of a story. When I was, uh, I was really excited to become a father, and uh, I could hardly wait till my kids were three and up. <laughs> I I got all my childhood Legos and uh and I really wanted to play with them with that. And uh so we built all kinds of things and sometimes we would uh build something that was so cool we didn't want to take it apart. And uh we want to display it. So we planned out again and again what we were going to do and we made room on a shelf in Simon's room and we were going to have a a display, and Simon's favorite Legos at the time were the uh, the city themed Legos, so fire trucks and police cars and things like that. And mine, uh, I really liked my old space Legos from the time of the Apollo era, kind of really the celebrating old sci-fi stuff. And um, when it when we finally we're built, putting the display together, all our favorite pieces. Simon informed me as a, a child. He said, Dad, um, the space Legos just don't really go with the city Legos. <laughs> so we're not going to put those there. Uh, I was a little bit sad. And I felt like uh, those are really all my Legos. Can't I do what I want to do with them? Anyway, the next day, or maybe it was two days later, but uh, in the afternoon, Simon came and got me, and he had made, he used a bunch of Lego bricks and made, and maybe some cardboard, you know, and he made an extra shelf above the city Legos, and he had my space Legos there. And I said, Simon, you're a good friend. And he patted me on the back and said, Dad, you're a good friend too. (laughs) Um, You know, we had talked at one point about uh, Jonah and how God wanted to, invited, God invited Jonah to partner with him and uh, go preach to Nineveh. And Jonah really did not like those guys at all. Um, And eventually, Jonah obeyed after quite a lot of uh, trials in the why. Um, 
And maybe he wasn't a gracious or uh, a um, cheerful friend to God, but he got the job done. And um, I've been thinking, like I said, thinking of ways we could be a friend to God or how could we show our love to God. In this, there's a lot of places in the Gospels. You should totally look this up. Uh, Jesus says, if you love me, and then gives various examples throughout the Gospels. In John 21, 15, Peter says, uh, he asks Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, I sure do. And Jesus says, then feed my sheep. So my idea for you is, for Father's Day, why don't you get God the gift of feeding someone he loves? And the children and youth have a way for you to do that. After the service, if you exit to the patio and go over to Harry's Pantry, they will show you how to make a sack lunch for some of the needy folks that stop by here throughout the week. And uh, I think that would be a fun thing to do with them. Anyway, um, I'm just going to pray real quick. God, we... We praise you for your salvation. And not only that, for the opportunity to partner with you. Help us to love people and grow your kingdom and increase your glory. Work through us and be with us in that uh, work. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. This being Father's Day, I, we gave uh, Reverend Sharon Jaeger-Lenner and Amy Sabala, I'm sorry, um, the Sunday off. And we're going to have Dick Clark from the choir uh, pray for, we're going to join him in silent prayer confession. But lead us in prayer confession, Dick. Dear friends, The scripture urges us to acknowledge our sins and not to conceal them in the presence of God, our Heavenly Father. We are instructed to confess them with a penitent and obedient heart so that we may be forgiven through his boundless goodness and mercy. Therefore, let us draw nearer to the throne of our gracious God and pray. Dear God, You are the king of the world, the creator of all things, and the giver of life. You have made us in your image and invited us to be your children, the heirs of your kingdom, and we give you our thanks and praise. We confess that we have sinned and fallen short of what you would have us be. We have found our identity in earthly things like work, money, family, reputation, our homes, and our friends. We have turned away from being part of your kingdom's work to satisfy our own agendas. Please forgive us, create in us a clean heart, and fill us with your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hear the good news. Who is in position to condemn? Only Christ, and Christ died for us. 
He rose for us. He reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. you're supposed to do that good. I don't think I can follow that. What is that? That was amazing. Thank you very much, choir. Um, it's Father's Day, so we're actually skipping off of the summer shuffle play series and preaching on a text that everyone in here has probably heard and everyone's probably read before. Um, 
And like I said in the announcements, there's a book out there by a guy named Tim Keller that really reshaped how I look at this parable. So I give him all the credit for most of the stuff I'm going to say. Um, but there's some stuff in there that I'm, I'm sure Holy Spirit's going to say through me. So we're going to the Gospel of Luke. Um, you remember Luke's two-part book, Luke and Acts. Luke's doctor. Luke's brilliant. And he's put together this story, not the story, this record of the life and ministry of Jesus the Christ. And it flows straight into his second part of his book, uh, which is Acts. But this is a really key passage. I'm going to read some verses that aren't up there. And this is a parable in the midst of a bunch of parables. Um, and so I want, I want us to observe who these parables are spoken to. Because it'll come back. But first, two, two verses of chapter 15, and then I'll read what's on the screen. Now, all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them these parables. And then this is, this is the, the third parable in this. Then Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against you, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set out and went to his father. But while he was still off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate. 
For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he is found. And they began to celebrate. Now this elder son was in the field. When he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked, what was going on? He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calves because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, listen, for all these years, I have been working like a slave for you. And I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said, said to him, Son, you are always with me. And all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because your, this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and now he's been found. This is the word of the Lord. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, use me as your mouthpiece. May my words drop to the ground and be forgotten. May your words through me penetrate the hardest of hearts, even my own, and change us forever. And all God's people said, did you catch the two people, two people groups he's, he's teaching these parables to? Right at the beginning. There's tax collectors and sinners. Jesus is, is gathering this misfit army, this misfit crew. And who's angry about it? The Pharisees and the scribes, grumbling Pharisees and scribes. So Jesus is turning and he's speaking to these two people groups. He's speaking to us sinners. He's speaking to the broken, the least and the lost, those that know they need, those that are hurt. Um, in, in Keller's book, the first thing he, he points out, well, first, yeah, um, first thing he points out is, that, have you ever looked up prodigal? What does it mean? I looked it up, and it says this. This is what uh, the dictionary says. Um, first definition, spending money or recesses resources freely and recklessly, wastefully extravagant. Having, and this is the second definition, having or giving something on a lavish scale. Did you notice the title of the sermon? It's somewhere back there. Uh, lavished in love. Um, how could, who's prodigal? 
the prodigal son is wasteful when he's out and about. But what is the main point? And you look on the World Wide Web and you say, what does it stand for in the prodigal son? This is what you get. The story of the prodigal son is a picture of God's love for us as his children. God's love for us does not depend on faithfulness. It is unconditional. He loved us while we were still sinners, though we were demanding and do not remain faithful. God is still our faithful and loving Father. That's why Keller calls his book Prodigal God. This is really a story about a God, a heavenly Father, that adores his creation, that adores his sons and daughters. This is Father's Day, right? Some of us don't have our dads with us anymore. Some of us don't have a dad that's not, that, that is anything like our Heavenly Father. To the first people group, the sinners and the lost and the needy, this parable is the heart. The heart of our Heavenly Father. Jesus, in his parable teaching, is he's always telling these stories with these deep foundational truths underneath. Much like Steve, that was an amazing children's message. That's a parable, right? Simon puts this top shelf as an act of I want to please my pop, right? Jesus, I want to tell you a little bit about the the father that I know. The father that you need to get to know. Follow that journey of that wayward son. That wayward son says, give me my money now, man. I want my money up front. Takes his dowry or whatever he's inherited, you know. He goes and he spends it all. Just wastes it. Gets rid of it. He has a thought in his head. Even my father's hired hands are treated better than I am right now. I'm going to go back and beg mercy. Then what's that scene? He's coming up. He's coming up over the hill. And he's got this rehearsed. He's like, I know, Dad. I know, Dad. I'm stupid. I know. I get it. I got all the money and I spent it. And I don't have anything. I got a couple Pez dispensers. That's all that's left. And uh, you just, I don't know what you're going to do. I, I, I think you're going to take care of me. And in that culture, your last name meant something. This father figure in this parable, in his act of running and meeting his son, is actually risking his life. Because this younger son has shamed him. 
This younger son has taken all that is valuable, half of what uh, that is owned by everybody, and gone away and spent it. And he's expecting, the the younger son's probably expecting, um, I don't know, grounded for 70 years? You know, like, uh, you can't use the tractor? I don't know. Like, I don't know what he's thinking, but he's thinking, I'm not going to be on the same level. There's no way I'm on the same level. I've taken everything and I've blown it. I've failed. I put it on my own shoulder and said, man, I can do it on my own. And now I am crawling back and I'm ready to eat, eat pig's food. And I am, I, I don't know, before he can even get to the place, Pops finds out he's coming and he runs. Does is is that mean anything to anybody in here? Or just me because I went to seminary? You don't run. You pay. When you're rich, you pay people to run. Right? He, he outruns everybody. He's, he's bolting. And he runs and he grabs his son and he just holds him. This is, the, this is that principle Paul's talking about. In the first chapter of Philippians, he says, you know, while we were still sinners... He'd laid his life down for us. Heavenly Father, absolutely crazy about each one of us. And it has nothing to do with anything we're acting like. It has to do with him and his love. So that first crew, if you consider yourself uh, kind of straight off, I haven't been, you know, reading my Bible. I haven't been around this church enough. Been kind of becoming a jerk. Hear loud and clear from this parable. God, your heavenly Father loves you. More than that, he wants to be with you. And more than that, He wants to celebrate you. Notice in that parable, he throws this party. I think we, I give, I give PCC like a B plus on the party scale. We can get better. It's fun. It's absolutely amazing to understand that our Heavenly Father adores us. More of that in a second. And then there's over half the parable. He's still talking, right? He's still, there's still a story. And that's to the other crowd. What's the other crowd? And he, Tim Keller argues in his book, Prodigal uh, God, that this is actually more for the Pharisees and the scribes than anyone else because that's who Luke mentions right before he goes into the parables. The Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling. I love Eugene Peterson when he translates. Uh, no, it's actually N.T. Wright when he talks about him in his commentaries. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the, and the scribes, N.T. Wright calls them the serious 
the serious, us serious Christians, us serious folk, us button-up people who know how to get to God and what worshiping God is going to look like and what this is supposed to be. What's his message to them? He said, you're in a dangerous spot. You're in a very dangerous spot. Tim Keller says, you're actually in the most dangerous spot you could possibly be in. What's the older brother's problem? We see, we see it like pop out, you know? What's, he comes back. What's this, what's this party about? What's going on around here? What's everybody having fun about? Somebody says, oh, the young brother's back. You remember the guy who wasted all your money? <laughs> that guy's back. And they're partying because he's back. Who in here feels, this is kind of wrong, isn't it? Be careful. Because if you, you think yes, and I think yes in certain ways, I think Tim Keller's right. We're in a dangerous spot. We're in the spot of the scribes and the Pharisees. What's his problem? What's that older brother's problem? He actually, he, it pops out and he says, you know, I've been here day in, day out. I'm faithful. I'm amazing. I've been doing it. I stuck it out. He went and wasted all your money. Come back. Why would you throw a party for him? The dad's response is absolutely key. You're here. We get it. I think there's a, like an underlying question. There's an underlying statement right there. You're here, but are you here for the right reasons? Why is the older brother angry? Tim Keller argues, and I think he's totally 100% right. The older brother wants to be with the father for the stuff that the father gives instead of just wanting to be with the father. The younger brother now gets it. It's not about the stuff. It's about the dad behind the stuff. And the older brother's in this dangerous spot where they think they've earned it. I've showed up every Sunday. That person, they, they weren't here. They weren't here this last week. God is saying to us, us scribe folks, us grumblers, are you here for the stuff? Or are you here for the Father? And notice right at the end, you can almost see a twinge in the the dad's face. Like, this is simple, older son. You know? He was dead, now he's alive. No, no. He was dead. Now he's alive. I bet you his next sentence, and Luke moves on. Jesus' parable kind of moves on, but I think his next sentence was, let's party. Let's do this. Let's celebrate. 
get over your grumpy self and let's do this. Let's drop the, the, the whatever those things, the disco ball. They didn't have them back then, but let's drop the disco ball, put some blades on, and boom, go around in a circle and let's have some fun. Simple and straightforward. I like messages like this. Application. For us scribe types, and I lump myself in there a bunch. And I think it's, it's easy. It's easy. Once we receive the grace and once we understand how loved we are, we start some experiencing some victories in the Holy Spirit and we start putting things in columns. We're like, yeah, we're getting better at this. We're getting better at this. We're getting better at this. And we get away from the truth, this, this moment of what Dick was saying in his prayer confession. We're broken, we're fallen. And if we're going to get any victory, it's all because of the God who loves us. And then, for those of us that are that have kind of strayed away. Hear loudly. Hear profoundly. Hear simply. Welcome home. Right here. Welcome home. This is a, this is a, a room filled with brothers and sisters who thought they could do it better on their own who reached the end of the ropes and found out there's absolutely no way I can do this on my own. I'm missing the hope. I'm missing the point. I'm missing the joy. I'm missing, missing the love. Welcome home. You are loved. Your heavenly father wants to celebrate you. I'll close this in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. I pray that you would keep it close to our hearts, keep it close to our souls, keep it close to our minds, the truth. The truth that being with you, being lavished in your love, is the point. I pray that as we leave this worship service eventually, that you would sear on our souls the truth that we're lavished in love and help us by your spirit to live out that love. I pray that you would make us into a people that were once dead and are now alive and we celebrate. And all God's people said, let's sing a hymn.
the hymn response, just as I am. Let's stand. Please be seated. Else, would you mind bringing that up? Is that what you're doing? Okay, perfect. We're still looking for people to pass the plates. I got two names. I got three to go. If anybody wants to help pass the plates, talk to me after the service. I was thinking as we were singing that last song, if I had this Sunday to do over with, we would have probably sang 1999 by Prince. (laughs) Because, you remember that song? I've done one year's resolution my whole life. I listened to 1999 every day in 1999. That's the only New Year's resolution I've ever done. Oh, here we go. I might as well, nope. That's the last one, because we're going to wait for three people to sign up and pass the plates. Anyway, we, we... so much happens on these worship services, right? It mends the broken. It meets the least and the lost. It convicts the older brother. It invites us all to party. That's a piece of it. This is part celebration. Everybody do a thing. Smile for a second. One, two, three. <laughs> I know it's Presbyterian. It's, it's, we got to sometimes dust off the cobwebs of the smiles, but this is joy. 
And it says on numerous occasions, when we give and we give gratefully, with joy, God receives it and multiplies it. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for providing for this, your local outpost, so faithfully and so diligently and through such amazing brothers and sisters. I praise you. We praise you. Use these gifts. Use these ties. Use these offerings. In your name, Jesus, we pray this. And all God's people said, this morning's offerings, ties are now received. I have an idea. Um, Jason says we need to get better at partying. I saw on Instagram the other day a worship uh, team that had a guy with uh, rollerblades on, and he was dancing while the worship team was playing. I think we could do that here. I'm I'm sure somebody here in this room is good at that. 
talk to Jason. And I think if we could drop a disco ball, I think we'd pack this place out real quick. So just an idea. Will you join with me for prayer? I just want to take a couple seconds and just be silent while you picture that dancing guy in rollerblades. And just breathe in and breathe out. God, you are our breath. You are our lungs that take in that breath and give it back. You are in every proton, every quark, every molecule in this universe. You are closer to us than we could ever realize. Inseparably close. And we're not just your children. We are one with you somehow. And we are seated with you right now in heaven even while we're here and just so mysterious how uh, what's really happening right now but thank you for the mystery thank you for the um, the promise that there's more and that you are using every single thing in our lives to get us where we want where you want us to be and make us who you want us to be like you. We just pray. God, Juneteenth is coming up, and which marks the date when emancipation of slavery was first proclaimed. And we know that slavery still exists, God. We know that people are still exploited. People are still oppressed. There's still hatred and racism and bigotry. And serious people doing a lot of damage in your name. We pray that we could move the needle, God, that we could change this world one person at a time, one act of kindness at a time. We pray for areas of the country, God, that are hit by storms, by hail and tornadoes, by any kind of natural disaster and devastation. We pray for your provision for those people. and We pray for everyone in our church and outside of our church that's dealing with medical issues, Um, medical tests. We just pray that you would be with them through that process, God, and you would help them get answers and treatment and care they need. Pray for Kevin and Patty, their cancer treatments. Pray for the team that's taking care of them, and we join in many others that are praying for them and their recovery, God. Pray for Buzz and Keith. Continue to pray for them. Pray for our church and its outreach. We want to see new faces and tight bell-bottoms want to reach out to the disco community around us, God. We pray for the leadership of this church to, to know how to, how to get into those outfits and get out there and dance with those people. Or something like it. Pray for people caught in addiction. People who are traveling right now. Pray for, continue to pray for Ukraine, God, and just horrible stuff that's going on over there still. We just leave all of our needs, all of the groanings of our heart, right here at your feet, God. We know that before it even leaves our lips or even comes to mind, you're already up working on it. You're running, running to work on these things, God. Things are already in motion for these things to be, these prayers to be answered. Thank you that you answer every single prayer in your time.
And as you taught us to pray, we pray again today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. I never said Happy Father's Day. So Happy Father's Day for all the fathers, especially Dick Clark. You mentor me like a dad. I love you, brother. Thank you very much for leading the prayer confession. And Brother Mike, thank you so much for leading us in prayer during the pastoral prayer.
Um, grateful to God for each of you and uh, want to send us out with this benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, forevermore. May it be so. Amen.